Look with me at verse number 8. Revelation 1, verse 8. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. One of the greatest truths of the Bible is the eternality of God. I can't think of anything more, in one sense, mind-blowing to think of the fact that God has no beginning and no ending. And yet so thrilling to know that God is always. He always was. He always is. He always will be. We sometimes say, well, all good things must come to an end. That's not true. God doesn't. God's a good thing. And God doesn't come to an end. Now, certainly, we live in a world where our experience would say that things have a beginning and they have an ending. We started this semester August 31st. And uh, we gathered together for this semester, and it was exciting as we came back to campus and reunited with friends and got back into classes and the routine of college. It, it had a beginning, and the beginning of things is always exciting. But we look forward to the ending. We look forward to today. We look forward to that moment when we could get off of this campus and back home and finish online and take that break over the winter and so on. We, we recognize in life things have beginnings and they have endings. We have birthdays. We have death days. We have seasons. They come and they go. We live with cancellation dates expirations, or no longer in service, but not so with God. The Bible says that God's mercy is everlasting. Psalm 103 and verse 17, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. Aren't you glad that God's mercy will never run out? Amen. That God's mercy is everlasting. I'm thankful that his reign is forever. In Daniel chapter 4 and verse 34, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation. His word is eternal. Psalm 119 and verse 160, thy word is true from the beginning. Every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. God's word has no ending. His love has no end. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Love can be kind of fickle, can't it? Some of you have found that out this semester. Love can be a little fickle. Does she love me? I think she hates me. But not with God. God's love is everlasting. His presence. Hebrews 13 and verse 5, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. What a promise to know that whatever we're going through, whatever circumstances we may encounter, God is still there. His presence is everlasting. Well, I'm glad his salvation's forever. Amen. I'm glad I'm not just saved for a day or saved for a while. I'm glad that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
I've given them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The Father that gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. His salvation is eternal. I wonder, are we living in light of the eternality of God? I want you just quickly with me this morning, notice the three verb tenses in the eternality of God. We see first, it says in our text, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which is. So God is God of the present. He is in our present tense. God is not simply a fact of history or a future hope. He is a very present help in time of trouble. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 3, when Moses is being called of God to lead the nation of Israel, Moses is a little bit afraid of the response by the people. He's saying, God, what if they don't believe me that you're, you're calling me to lead? What if, what if they don't understand the plan or the program? What do I tell them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, then shalt thou say unto them, I am has sent you. I am. God is always I am. He's the God of the present. He's the God of now. You and I have an I am God. Whatever you're dealing with right now, whatever your emotion, whatever your burden, whatever your care, whatever your triumph or trial, God is the God of the present. Yes, he's the God of history. Yes, he's the God of the hope of the future, but he is in our now. He is in our today. He is the God of 2020. <laughs> We'd like to turn this calendar over. We'd like to say good riddance to 2020, but I'm glad God is the God of 2020. God is the God of Thanksgiving week. He's the God of your trouble. He's the God of your test. He's the God of your temptation. He's the God of your triumph. The Lord is my shepherd today, every day, because he's the God of the present. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. I don't know where you'll be eight hours from now, maybe asleep in the dorm. I don't know where you'll be 12 hours from now, maybe in an airport stuck between flights. I don't know where you'll be 24 hours from now, maybe home, enjoying the company of family and friends. I don't know where you'll be 46 hours from now or 60 hours from now, maybe sitting around a table with your family, enjoying Thanksgiving. I don't know where you may be January 10th, but I can tell you this, God will be there. God will be there whether you're right with him or wrong with him. God will be there whether you're serving him or running from him. God will be there whether you're going through a tough time or a triumphant time. He's the God of the present. The Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. He's all of that, all of the time in every situation of life. 
The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. Now, if that's true, and we know it is, then we don't need to fear. Because God's the God of the present. God knows exactly what's happening right now. God knows exactly the condition of our world. He knows about the chaos, the uncertainty. He knows everything. He's omniscient. And yet he's still God. He's the God that is. Why would I fear? Why would I worry about what I might lack? Why would I think about quitting? Why would I be sorrowing or lonely? Why would I try to run? He's the God of the present, which is. But notice he goes on to say, which was. He's also the God of the past. And I find that it is his record in the past that gives me resilience for the present. Because sometimes the present is like kind of bleak. Sometimes the present is like, oh, Lord, why is this happening to me? Lord, why am I in this situation? Why, 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 why did I miss my flight? <laughs> why, did I, why, did, uh, why did I grow up in a family that, that doesn't know the Lord? Or why, why did this schedule not work out? Or we, we often get worried in the present and we fear in the present and we lose our composure in the present. And it's the fact that God was God in the past that gives us that resilience for the present. I'm thankful we have a God that we can look back and check his record. We can look back and, and see his reputation. We can look back and see his resume. And God has always been faithful. God has always been loving. God has always been merciful. God has always been victorious. And I don't know about you, but that gives me hope for this present moment. That gives me confidence that we're living in a time when God has not forgotten us and will not forsake us. He's the God of the past. Oh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In six days, the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. God said, let there be light. And there was light. So why am I worried? Why am I afraid? Why am I lonely? Why would I be cast down? Why would my countenance fall? Why, why would I be discouraged when we have a God of the past who has been faithful? who has never forsaken his people. Oh, we read about the God of the flood and the God of the ark and the God of the rainbow. We read about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We read about the God of Moses. We read about the plagues upon Pharaoh and Egypt. We read about the God of Joshua at the walls of Jericho. We read about the God of Samuel and Elijah and Elisha and Isaiah and Jeremiah. We read of the God of Daniel in the lion's den. We read of the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who was present in the fiery furnace. We read of the God of Peter and James and John, the God of the blind, the deaf, the dumb, the lame. 
We read of the God with the lunch that fed 5,000 and had 12 baskets left over. We read of the God of the wind and the waves, the God of Pentecost, the God of Paul, the God of Timothy, the God of the Reformation, the God of the Awakenings, the God of Moody and Finney and Sunday and Tory, the God of John R. Rice and Lester Roloff and Lee Robertson and Tom Malone, the God of Leo Walther, the God of Mississisk, the God of Bill Weibel, the God of Maxine Chapel. He's the God of the past. And his record in the past of being faithful gives us resilience to face our day in the present, which is, which was. But then notice, he's not only the God of the present and God of the past, but he is the God of potential. He is that which is to come. Young people, can I tell you, God isn't dead. He's alive and well. God is expired. He hasn't reached some expiration date like your milk carton in the dorm. God isn't canceled. God isn't closed. God isn't worn out. He's not used up. He's not asleep. He's not passed out. He's not in a coma. God is the God of potential. And I know we look ahead perhaps and we see a pandemic that just won't go away. And we see shutdowns as severe now as they were back in March. We wonder, we've been here, we've done that. Do we have to go back? We think about government control and economic uncertainty and religious freedoms in jeopardy. But can I tell you something, young people? God is the God of December. He's the God of December. God knows exactly what he's going to do in December. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. He's in control. Just as he has been in the past, just as he is in the present, God is going to be God in 2021. He's going to be God in January. He's going to be God in next semester. He's going to be God in your marriage. He's going to be God in your ministry. He's going to be God throughout your generation of time on this earth. He's unchangeable. He's Alpha and Omega. He's every letter in between. He's first, last, and all between. I am the Lord. I change not. Of old hast thou laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of thy hands, but thou art the same and thy years shall have no end. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His going forth is from the end of heaven, his circuit unto the ends of it. I'm afraid if your generation's not careful, you're going to allow some things that are going on right now to discourage you, to dampen your vision, to say, well, the good days of serving God or the good days of ministry apparently are past. Things are changing. Uh, churches don't have the same liberties and maybe individually our freedoms will be cut short and what's going to happen with this and what's going to happen with that. Listen, can I tell you, God hasn't changed one iota since the election. 
God isn't changing one iota in 2021. The God that provided for students in this college for the past 25 years provided for us this semester, and he will provide in the next semester. He's the same. He's eternal. And everything about him is eternal. It's not just that he exists forever, but every characteristic that God has is eternal. And so when God says, I am, it means he is, and he was, and he will be in that which is to come. I don't have predictive powers. I don't have a prophetic voice. But I know this from the record of his word, that God will be just exactly the same tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, as he was today, yesterday, last week, last month. He doesn't change. And so while the semester today has an ending of on-campus training, and in another 10 days or so, the semester will officially end in the canvas. But God will go on. Wherever we go, he will go. And his promises to you are just as sure in the days ahead as they've been in the past and are today. What a God. So we don't need to leave here with fear. We don't need to leave, leave here worried. We don't need to leave here saying, well, I just can't serve God. No, we have a God this world knows nothing about. 